We're sitting on the end of the pier together. I had had a few drinks. Yeah, I wasn't drunk. He makes the comment about how his shoulder's really stiff. And he's like, just rub my shoulder. So I kind of scooched back behind him. So he has the bullets to his left. He asked me to hand him the clip from the gun. And that's when I picked it up. I'm still kind of behind him a little bit. I was under the impression that the gun was completely empty at that time. So I reached for the gun to take the magazine or the clip out because he was going to reload it. He had the bullets there. So I'm trying to use the moonlight or whatever to see if I'm clicking the right button. And all of a sudden it went off. It was an accident or the gun misfired, but consciously did I pull the trigger? No. That's Canadian socialite and mother of two, Jasmine Harton, former romantic partner of billionaire Andrew Ashcroft, who also happens to be the father of her children. She's in hot water, piping hot. The man she's accused of murdering that night is Belizean police superintendent Henry Jamat. Today, we're leaving our everyday worries at home and beaching ourselves on the sun-soaked shores of San Pedro, an island town off the eastern coast of Belize. This tropical paradise is known for its luxurious hotels, wild parties, crystal-clear waters, and, as of May 2021, the suspicious death of its police superintendent. Apparently, even paradise can become a prison. Jasmine Harton learned this the hard way, when she swapped her lavish lifestyle for a jail cell in one of the world's toughest prisons. But was it really murder or a devastating mistake? Let's find out. A quick shout out to Adrian Keith for rating and reviewing the Homiciding podcast. He writes, A great variety podcast that has a little something for everyone. I'm glad I just found this since there's a considerable backlog to listen to. Deserves a spot on everyone's rotation. Thank you so much. If you would like to have a shout-out here on the Homicide Inc. podcast, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of that review, and I will give you a shout-out. Thank you indeed. It is critical for the growth of any podcast to have ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Okay, let's get into the story. Our story begins on May 7th, 2021 at the grand opening of San Pedro's newest and ritziest resort, the Aaliyah Belize. 32-year-old Jasmine Harton stood with her two toddlers as she and her partner, 43-year-old Andrew Ashcroft, cut the ribbon. She'd spent months buttering up Belizean officials. He'd spent millions of his billionaire father's fortune. Jasmine looked at Andrew as he waved to the crowd. They'd shacked up years ago in Belize when she was a simple real estate agent, but never married, even after having the twins, Charlie and Elle. Thank goodness for that. Their marriage couldn't crumble if there wasn't one to begin with, right? Well, after a long day of schmoozing and small talk, they went to bed in separate rooms. The next two weeks were a blur. Jasmine distracted herself with her duties as the Aaliyah Belize's Director of Lifestyle and Experience, but she still lived up to her party girl reputation. The social butterfly often got up to late-night shenanigans at local bars, where she could be herself, 
free from the demands of dating Lord Michael Anthony Ashcroft's youngest son. Must be nice. Unfortunately, her next shindig sparked the beginning of a scandalous saga that saw her life of luxury unravel. Since Jasmine is the only living witness of a crime that still hasn't had its day in court, the rest of our story is solely based on her word. So stay skeptical. 42-year-old Henry Jamat woke up to the sound of his phone ringing on the night of May 22nd. He was surprised to see that it was his friend, Jasmine Harton. He was bombarded by a flurry of frantic words. Her voice was thick with fear, so he told her to stay put and wait for him. Henry arrived at the party an hour later and found Jasmine waiting in the road. She quickly hopped into his car and thanked him for coming to her rescue. She was a wreck. Clearly, the assault had been more serious than he'd thought. Jasmine explained that a man had followed her into a room, thrown her onto the bed, and aggressively kissed her while trying to take her pants off. She fought him off, but was obviously shaken. As the superintendent and coastal executive officer of the Belize Police Department, Henry Jamat knew that bar-hopping expats like her were as vulnerable as they were loaded. He supposedly encouraged Jasmine to get a gun license for protection. Then he dropped her off at her five-bedroom beachfront condo at the Grand Colony Resort, next door to the swanky hotel that her longtime boyfriend Andrew had recently opened. Just four days later, on Wednesday, May 26th, Henry was supposedly dealing with his own dilemma. Jasmine had seen a Facebook post saying he was single after 14 years. Whether this was true or not, she offered him a room at the neighboring Aaliyah Belize to blow off some steam. The next morning, Henry went fishing with his friend, Penny. Now, according to Penny, Henry never mentioned his apparent breakup. However, when Penny asked what Henry's plans were for the night ahead, he said he had a date. Surprised, Penny got nosy, digging for more juicy details about the mystery girl. But Henry was tight-lipped, saying he would take this secret to his grave. The poor guy didn't know how right he was. Well, that night, on May 27, 2021, Officer Henry Jamat had planned to meet Jasmine and her partner, Andrew, for a drink at the Leah Belize. Hey, not my idea of a hot date, but I'm not going to judge. Unfortunately, for everyone involved, Andrew bailed at the last minute leaving Jasmine and Henry to chat over cinnamon whiskeys alone. Later that night, they decided to ignore the COVID-19 curfew and head down to the nearby pier to bask in the beauty of the moon. As they stepped onto the worn wooden planks of the boardwalk, she asked the off-duty cop why he'd brought his gun. Henry apparently replied that he always had his gun with him. The unlikely pair sat under the moonlight with their feet dangling above the rippling water. Officer Jamat turned to Jasmine with a serious look in his eyes. It was then that he supposedly emptied his semi-automatic Glock 17 of its bullets and handed her the gun. 
He allegedly told her to practice loading the magazine to get comfortable handling a firearm for self-defense. Jasmine saw Henry place the bullets beside him as she took the gun. After a few attempts, he reportedly asked her to massage his back. So she did. Completely normal for platonic friends, right? Well, while she was rubbing his bearish shoulders, Henry asked the socialite for his gun and magazine back to put the bullets away. Jasmine obliged from behind him, picking up the gun and trying to get the magazine out as she'd just practiced. However, with the moon as her only light source, she struggled. It seemed to be stuck. As Jasmine fumbled with the gun, Henry unknowingly enjoyed his last moments alive as he watched the waves lap against the pier. Suddenly, the gun fired. At 12.45 a.m. on Friday the 28th, May 2021, the modestly paid police superintendent and beloved father of five, Henry Jamat, was shot behind his right ear with a 9mm round from his own service pistol. His behemoth body fell backward onto Jasmine, pinning her to the pier. She felt a warm, wet sensation soak her clothes as she struggled beneath his bulk. Her flailing eventually freed her, but caused Officer Jamat's body to slip into the dark waters below. San Pedro police arrived to a gruesome and confusing scene. They found a petite blonde covered in blood and the dead body of the town's toughest, most respected cop floating face up 30 feet from shore. Jasmine Harton was taken into custody that Friday morning for further questioning. Now this is where things get really weird and confusing. And I wonder which episode of Miami Vice she got this from. She initially claimed that Henry had been gunned down by a passing boat. This was pretty plausible considering Belize is a hotspot for cocaine wet drops, where traffickers leave parcels in the water to be picked up by local dealers. However, Jasmine would bitterly regret this incriminating lie as her involvement was obvious. She finally fessed up describing in detail how the gun went off accidentally as she handled it, killing her friend and protector, Officer Henry Jamat. But Jasmine's deceptiveness, coupled with the coke found in her purse that, quote, wasn't hers, made her seem untrustworthy. The wealthy socialite was sent to Belize Central Prison, a slammer so notorious it was featured on the Netflix documentary series inside the world's toughest prisons. Here, we have the conundrum of this case. Was it murder? Or just a grave mistake? On the surface, she doesn't seem to have any motive to murder the Belizean cop. There were rumors that the two may have been having a saucy affair, but they were exactly that, rumors. These allegations only surfaced after the fact, and many locals, including Henry's family, denied them. And if there truly was some hidden motive, why would the famous socialite take him out in public with her own hands? The idea seems strange, 
But any true crime connoisseur worth their salt would know that murder doesn't always make sense. If Henry's death was truly an accident, then why did Jasmine try to deceive San Pedro detectives? Did she lie out of fear that the shady circumstances would see her wrongfully accused of murder? Was she trying to distance herself from a scandal that would inevitably make international headlines? Or did something more ominous occur that Friday night on the pier? That's the million-dollar question, one we hope to see answered in court. Jasmine Harton's first court date was on Wednesday, June 9, 2021, at the San Pedro Magistrates Court. The tiny blonde stood before the judge and firmly maintained that the shooting was an accident. She blamed the misfire on poor visibility, a potentially jammed magazine, and her lack of experience with firearms. Social media posts of her handling shotguns make her story seem dubious. However, David Katz, a former DEA agent and veteran firearms instructor, stated in an interview with CBS News that the way Jasmine claimed to have handled the Glock 17 could have easily caused an accidental discharge, especially if alcohol was involved. Henry Jamat's older sister and assistant superintendent, Cherry, didn't buy it. She was adamant that her brother would never handle his gun after drinking, let alone allow someone else to. In fact, she fully believed that he was shot execution-style and in cold blood. The prosecution, on the other hand, didn't. They opted against a murder or full-blown manslaughter charge based on the evidence and Jasmine's witness statement. Instead, Jasmine Harton was charged with manslaughter by negligence, an offense that carries a maximum sentence of nine months in prison, or a $5,000 fine. Jasmine was bailed out that same day by her friend and general manager of the Aaliyah Belize, Frank Habit. She was ordered to pay almost $15,000, surrender her passport, report daily to the court, and adhere to a strict curfew. No more late-night booty-shaking for this party girl. And where was her billionaire boyfriend, Andrew Ashcroft, during this fiasco, you ask? Staying the hell away from her. Now, I can only assume that he was scared of the bad press that came with Jasmine's case, unless there's something more sinister at play. Regardless, the couple's relationship died with Henry and gave life to more scandal, as Andrew apparently unlawfully barred Jasmine from entering their apartment or seeing their kids. Almost three weeks later, she was caught making a scene at the Grand Colony Resort where the couple lived at the time. She filmed herself following Andrew and asking him why he wouldn't let her see the children. Allegedly, she pushed a hotel employee in the commotion, which led her to being rearrested on Tuesday, June 22nd, for assault. Her behavior also made the Aaliyah Belize's general manager, Frank Habit, doubt that she would show up for her trial. So, he withdrew his bail money. Jasmine Harton found herself cut off from the Ashcroft dynasty's wealth and back in one of the world's toughest prisons, 
until she was bailed out one week later by a family friend and notable lawyer, Wendy Oxaloo. Aside from stories covering the custody battle with her now ex-boyfriend, Andrew Ashcroft, Jasmine Harden managed to stay out of the prying eyes of the press. That is, until May 19th of this year, when she was accused of ordering a hit on the Belizean Commissioner of Police and the magistrate overseeing the estranged couple's custody case. You can't make this stuff up. Apparently, rumors started circulating amongst locals that a woman had hired a Belizean street gang to take the officials out. This led to Jasmine, understandably, being arrested again on Thursday, May 19th. But the plot continues to thicken. Is that even possible? The gossip was traced back to Jasmine's ex-security guard, Lionel Neal. Two days before her arrest, she had filed a complaint with the police, accusing Neal of trying to sexually assault and blackmail her. Apparently, he had come into her room, pulled her pants down, and tried to rape her. She fired him, but Neal retaliated by vowing to lie to the police about her unless Jasmine paid him off. Unsurprisingly, he did exactly that when he was arrested, telling police that he and Jasmine were having an affair. The former security guard also said that he'd overheard her saying she wished that the commissioner of police and magistrate would die. Neal's claims seemed to be unfounded, as he was charged with burglary and attempted rape before being granted bail. However, his allegations stirred up the contract kill rumors that got Jasmine arrested again as she fulfilled her routine daily report at the police station that Thursday. She stayed in their custody until the evening of Friday, May 20th, when her new lawyer, Dickie Bradley, bailed her out. Bradley was astounded that Jasmine had been arrested on allegations that he called preposterous and blasted the Belizean police for believing an accused rapist. Jasmine's penniless family was just as outraged. They blamed her biased treatment and the one-sided press coverage on the power and influence held by her ex-boyfriend's father, Lord Michael Ashcroft, who owned the Belize port, phone system, and several of the country's banks. Considering Jasmine and Andrew were deep in a vicious custody battle at the time, these allegations are pretty intriguing. Was this all a ploy to ruin Jasmine's reputation and get the twins, who held the Ashcroft title, far from the bad press surrounding her? Were the rumors or reality, it worked. Jasmine Harton's name was dragged through the mud once again. And on May 25, 2022, she lost the battle for her five-year-old twins. Andrew Ashcroft was awarded sole custody of the toddlers before moving with them to the Turks and Caicos Islands, leaving Jasmine Harton broke, alone, and childless. Currently, she's still in Belize waiting for her June 2022 trial date for the shooting of Officer Henry Jamat. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is Jasmine Harton a psychosocialite turned murderer? Or is she just the victim of a traumatic mistake, being persecuted by the Ashcrofts. 
They got lots of money. Lord Ashcroft is the most powerful man in Belize. They very clearly want nothing to do with her. And you got to wonder what's behind the breakup with Andrew. It seems he hasn't spoken out about this at all. There's a lot of really sad angles to this. The kids being separated from their mother for probably forever. The death of Henry Jamat, clearly not necessarily in that order. If Jasmine Harton truly is innocent of this crime, it will be very interesting to see what happens in the courts once that all gets underway. Thank you indeed for rating and reviewing the podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe so you get the notifications as soon as we upload a new episode. And be sure to check out our Patreon campaign for exclusive homiciding podcasts that are available first to patrons. That information is in the description of this podcast. If you have a compelling true crime story you'd like me to consider investigating, please send me an email. And if you'd like to help support the production of the Homicide Inc. podcast, you can always buy us a cup of coffee. That's very much appreciated. Those details are also in the description and on the Homicide Inc. website, where you can hear all the podcasts and see some other cool stuff. Thanks always, and ciao for now.